0: Hello and welcome to Friday Night Fright Presents Comic Book Calvacagia 2020. Man, we're going to have some fun this month. Every episode in May, every day in May, there's going to be a brand new episode. It's going to be a mini review of a comic book movie. Yay, can't wait, hyped. So it's going to cover the gauntlet. It's going to be loads of MCU stuff. There's going to be some... DC stuff probably. Uh might be some off stuff. There's gonna be Flash recaps of Flash season two every Tuesday. Um so it's, uh, it's gonna be four or five of those, depending on coming Tuesdays are in May. But it's gonna be tight because they've all got a week off. Yay! Anyway, this is the intro comic Cafe. So you hear this every day of the week and then you'll hear an intro for the ep- movie and I'm covering that day or TV show. Ooh, scary. Anyway, I'll be back after a brief word my sponsor. Hey guys, it's Ian Austin here and this May 7th episode of Combat Cavcader 2020 the end of the first week is going to deal with Iron Man 3, the follow up to the Avengers and conclusion Tony Stark's trilogy of movies where he went from the man, Iron Man to Iron Man, he went full circle from Iron Man to Iron Man no, this is the follow up to the Avengers and at the time it's quite publicised because obviously this was the to see whether Marvel could really succeed. I mean, the Avengers made so much money and was so beloved. Now, how do you follow that up? And they managed to follow up the movie made lots of money and was reasonably successful. Continuing the theme of Robert Downey Jr. being a guarantee of being a box office star which would not last indefinitely but would last for a while longer he was seen as a mega star of epic proportions and this was quite the big movie to end his Iron Man run in terms of solo movie song it was directed by Shane Black the man who directed Rob Down Jr in one of his best movies Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Val Gamer an excellent excellent movie in Michelle Monhagen an excellent movie in any regard and this was all Shane Black's return to big budget movie making he obviously is the writer of um Leave a weapon, the writer of Longest Goodnight, um, the writer of Last Boy Scout, and this was his move into really directing his own movies for a big bug audience. Did it work well? In time, I wasn't convinced because this movie put me to sleep. But in retrospect, maybe it'd be good after the adventures, maybe it works in sequence, maybe it's like the Season two, prem phase two, season two premiere of Marvel after the big season nine that was the Avengers. Well, who knows? Anyway, it's time to watch Iron Man 3 and hopefully I'll enjoy it more than when I watch it first time. And as I just said, I first sleep. Anyway, I'll be back off brief words from my sponsors. So, Iron Man 3 then. Um, I can't say I was terribly impressed to be honest. I I think I need to quantify that by saying it's by no means a bad movie. It's technically way made, it's well acted, it's way written, the plot's decent, there's twists and turns. <laughs> the chemistry between Rob Dam Jr. as a Tone Stark a.k.a. Iron Man and Pepper Potts a.k.a. Queen of Paltrow is really good as always. War Machine stuff is good. And generally, it's a nice, witty Shane Black. Movie mixed with Marvel superhero stuff. Doing problem is it's not very interesting, and that's weird because in theory it should be interesting. The movie deals with the idea that's quite popular in the DC comics continuity, where of what happens when a tech-based superhero meets aliens, gods, demons, and all the like. Where naturally that superhero would have bit of a breakdown of sorts and crisis of faith because the universe is bigger than ever suspected, and with things like aliens and whatnot. What can one man with a tech-based suit do? In this movie, Tony Stark has a lot of anxiety about that because... Despite the fact that the Avengers portrayed as heroic and rah-rah-rah, he was a human being who had to throw a nuke into space to save New York and destroy an alien army and then throw a wormhole back to New York and was barely saved by a green rage monster yelling at him. That was enough to drive anyone a little crazy. But you can understand why it hit Tony Stark really hard because as we saw in Iron Man 2... Prior to that point he successfully privatized Wade Peace and he was the one and done guy. Sure people like Whiplash would occasionally get a drop on him, but he was a big fish in a big pond. Now he's a small fish in a huge pond and he's been dwarfed by the achievements of people like Captain America, Hulk and Thor who dwarf his power level. Um in terms of his personal power level. It suits give him a building edge, but he feels quite safe less so for sure than he did. It's a weird thing. He don't start to be so anxious and borderline depressed and just terrified, basically. But it's quite a neat bit of character development because it sort of humanizes him. Human yeah, uh, humanizes him a little bit. And the problem is, as I said before, it's not terribly interesting. The ideas prevailing in this movie were great and the idea of shane black to do it in a kiss kiss bang bang style where it's a witty movie set christmas so shane black movies are and rob down jr is most witty and urbane performance levels but something's missing and that something is really cohesion it's Another example of Marvel trying to bridge all the gaps, trying to make a Shane Black movie and a Marvel movie that constantly clash with each other. Certain aspects work, those dialogue's relatively witty. The kids stuff is it is cool to see because it's a bit sharper than kids stuff usually in these sort of movies. It's nice to seatone stark is a... <sighs> I see Tony Stark as a mentor figure. Robert Downey Jr. does a really good job with the Hartley scenes and Pepper Tony stuff is pretty well done in his Gay Friday sort of way. But, I don't know, there's something really missing. I don't think it's hard because this movie is heart in abundance. I just feel like it's they couldn't really recontextualise Iron Man the way they wanted to and I think that's a frustrating part of the three Iron Man movies that They've given Tony Stark more character development, which is interesting, and it's some good stuff, and it's some cool stuff, but the movies don't really, especially 2 and 3, they just don't pop the way they should, which is fascinating, because this movie made a lot of money at the box office, and by all accounts, it was a smash hit success, so clearly they did something right, but at the same time, doing something right doesn't mean doing something interesting if that makes sense i keep saying word interesting i think because the movie doesn't really pop you could say captain america first Avenger 4 did not might not necessarily have popped either but they seem very distinctive movies and despite that there's a lot of Shane Blackisms in this movie it doesn't really crackle the way his best movies do particularly something like kiss kiss bang bang which is fantastic dialogue wise this doesn't feel Fantastic. Dialogue wise and some witty lines and Rob Down Jr.'s charismatic and very, very good delivery as usual, but doesn't pop, you know, just doesn't pop some of the twists are quite cool though Shane Black's really good at reversals which is basically you way you think scenes can go it goes the opposite direction sometimes they work sometimes they don't but in this case a lot of them do the Mandarin for example being revealed as Trevor Slattery an actor is a really cool reversal but here's the fundamental problem and one of the biggest things I find about the movie when you realise who the actual villain is he's not very interesting, and that seems a disservice to Guy Pearce, who's a fantastic actor. But this is just a sleepwalk of a role for him. There's nothing from Rhys really sink his teeth into, and it seems bizarre you cast someone as good as Guy Pearce, who could have be been Iron Man, different incarnation, and would be perfect play opposite Rob Down Jr., and his motivation is crap, and his character is pretty shoddy. It's almost like Chain Black's trying to overcompensate for how witty uh, being his, all of its characters are by having a character who's not so witty or uh, being, um Aldrich Killian. Other aspects, I mean, just... I think the extremist thing's cool, in theory, um, having another attempt to make super soldiers in Marvel Cinematic Universe and put them against Tony Stark. It's interesting because it goes to mind... The idea that eventually Tony Stark and Captain America will come and blows. And it's, I like the idea of a tech based superpower, and I know it's from comic books, but it's not, again, it's just nothing. The characters don't stand out, the powers don't stand out. It seems vague, it seems convenient, it just doesn't work the way it should. And fundamentally, that's the thing about Iron Man 3 it doesn't. <sighs> <sighs> Oh really like truck tonight, it doesn't work where it should. It's not a bad movie, it's watchable, it's decent, but it's not really start of season two of Marvel thing phase two that you would expect from Marvel. But hey, it did lots among money Boss of Bots Office for what I know. I'd probably go for 2.5 out of 5, just because I was nodding off two times while watching it, and I can't say I recommend it. That's higher than grade I used to give it, which is about 2 out of 5. So it's got 0.5 more because I do appreciate way it builds off the Avengers, and I like the idea that Tony Stark is lingering trauma from Avengers because it's fascinating and cool from character development side, and clearly it's going to drive his arc going forward. But yeah, just not. It's just a big bag of nothing for me, really. Anyway, tomorrow... Sorry, I don't know what happened there. Um, yeah, so tomorrow, May 8th, we'd be the first pseudo-horror movie of this Marvel Cinematic Universe two, which I'm being blay off at the time, but maybe it'll be better tomorrow when I watch it. And we we'll doing an intro for that tomorrow, it's just me signing off saying, remember, as always, life is beautiful.